0: What up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. The pain, the passion, the podcast. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. And on the other mic is Barry, who I can't see right now because we're going to have a big reveal because Barry is no longer in the bathroom. Barry, let's see it. Okay. And see, uh, you're allowed to speak, by the way. All right. <laughs> Here we go. The new studio. Let's. It's going to come up. Didn't come up yet. Oh. There you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like a whole new thing, Barry. You yep. got it. What's going on there? You're still moving. I can see. You so you got a bunch of shit in there. Yeah. It's a nice this is kind big of... Dude, that's a big like office space. Yeah, well it's a, it's a basement, but it's pretty much going to be all mine. You got a I see I see you have a, a treadmill back there from your a gift from your mother-in-law. <laughs> is that <laughs> It's a tra- the treadmill's like still folded up in the corner. Yeah, housewarming gift for my mother. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then what? Got but I actually have a desk. Boxes.
1: It's not. I don't have like a kitchen sink as my desk. I have an actual desk. I'm gonna take a photo of this
0: for Twitter. Everyone's this? gotta see. This yes. is
1: nothing. This isn't like I, I'm not officially set up. I just threw my laptop on this desk for this right now. Yeah, but Barry, no one's ever seen you not in the bathroom.
0: So this is That's an exciting true. moment <laughs> in the history of the show. Wow, and you're and you're drinking as always. Yeah. So you unpack the glass. Are you fully moved in? No, it sucks. Because we're doing the floors and the stairs and the upstairs. So we're living in the den in the living room. Uh Uh-oh. What's happening? What the fuck is going on? Barry has frozen on the screen and I don't have him anymore. I'm going to have to hang up. Try him again. I'm dialing Barry up right now and he's not answering. We have never had this fucking happen when he was in his bathroom. He leaves his bathroom and we cannot even get through three minutes of this show. Now it's saying Barry's unavailable. What the fuck, Barry? Barry. I hope this doesn't become a regular thing. Barry, I I was just ranting and raving about this. <laughs> oh, okay. That we could <laughs> You're out of the bathroom and this is the first time that's ever happened to us.
1: Yeah, my internet, I guess it was my side, my internet cut out. We paid extra on Optimum for like the high-speed oh, internet. Man.
0: What you have before <laughs> what you have
1: before. Before we had like the regular basic shit. We opted for the high speed. And you're plugged in ex- right
0: now or Wi Fi?
1: No, I'm Wi Fiing. Are you always Wi Fiing? Yeah, I always Wi Fi. Maybe you don't have a strong signal in your basement. I'm right next to the fucking modem and router.
0: If this happens the whole show, we're gonna have a problem. Oh, I know. So now, I now this is the fucking longest open ever. So we uh, need to get going. All right. Okay, let's do in it. In honor of Barry's fresh start, we got a fresh start to our show. Season three, Barry. Oh, this is season three tonight. That's right. This is. It makes no sense other than that you're no longer in your bathroom. All <laughs> That's right. So stupid. Whatever. This is season <laughs> three. Are you gonna get this one right? Episode one. And Barry, I think this is also our one hundredth episode. You think?
1: This is Randy from West Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey Craig and Barry, this is Brooks from I'm from DC. Hey guys, Steve this here. Is Manny from Stanford. We're calling all the way from Palm
2: Springs, California.
1: It is a hard, it's a hard, it is a hard Knicks, Knicks life, Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. Knicks life.
0: What is up, Barry motherfucking D? Out of the bathroom, into a normal room. <laughs> and what you're... is up, Axe? <laughs> and you haven't cut out during that entire open. Wow, we've made it 30 seconds. Right. We had a week off. It was nice to get a little week off. I know you were moving, so it worked out for you. Yeah. Right? There's really nothing to talk about anyway. No, there really isn't. <laughs> so... There really is nothing nothing going on. Well, later on, we're having Chris Eisman come on, so we'll ask him some questions. He hasn't been... I know, there's not much going on, but he hasn't been on the show in a long time. The last time he was on, and we'll mention this to him, was when Kevin Durant was still healthy, and it still looked like he was coming to the Knicks with one other big star. So that's how long it's fucking been. Right. So we'll ask him a bunch of questions. We got some questions from you guys that you guys want us to ask. Barry, do you have questions? Do I have a question? What, for you? For, For Eisman. Oh, Friesman, I got a couple questions. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you did some work. A little bit. So how's the new place, dude? Uh, it's
1: great. It's just it's it sucks not being like settled in because we're getting a lot of work done upstairs and we're living out of the den in the living room. All oh, right, that's where you cut off before. That's You're where having I cut the off.
0: floors done. Yeah. So what does that mean? You, you where are you all like sleeping?
1: So we're like sleeping in the den and the living room. Just and all of you. All of us. Yeah, me and my wife in the den and the kids in the living room. And uh, and the house stinks because of that polyurethane. I, I should probably shouldn't even be living here.
0: Very It's, yeah, like, that's really not, toxic. Your, I think your whole family is going to come down with something. I don't want to say I, it, but.
1: I know. Well, we had the dog here, and then we were like, you know what? We're going to board the dog. So the dog is being boarded, yet my kids, I allow to sleep in this shit. <laughs> you
0: don't, your, your other house is gone. Someone else is living in there already? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you couldn't overlap in any way, I guess uh we had like an extra
1: three days to overlap um but you know but now we're here and there's a couple more days of this uh staining and staining so going you're on on the floor. you're
0: risking your kids health so you guys can have shiny new floors is that what's going on you got to think about the future craig <laughs> the future big picture what? the big picture dude dog, uh, one day i'm gonna have
1: to sell this house and
0: we got to dog up is gonna fuck those floors up so fast no and I see you're drinking your your whiskey with what? Whiskey with water on ice. Because you're a man now.
1: Yeah, somebody taught me to be a man. That's what I got to do.
0: So what do you think about this rumor that, that I read this past week? Or was it two weeks ago? I don't even remember. That if the Knicks had signed a couple big free agents, we were going to consider... It's always funny when the rumor is that we were going to consider something, but that we were going to probably try and bring back Melo for one last season. And Damian Lillard made some comment on Twitter. In addition to that, that Melo deserves a farewell tour like the one Dwayne Wade had last year. And the Knicks fans are a little bit divided on this. Right. I know some have told me that they really disagree with me that Melo should have a farewell tour. And where where do you stand on this? Because some Knicks fans are like, dude, I mean, of course, everybody would come out and give him a great farewell. He's a future Hall of Famer. In my opinion, whether or not the Knicks, we should give him a farewell tour is one thing. But do you think that a farewell tour would be well received for someone like Mello, like it was for Dwayne Wade? I mean, Dwayne Wade got a lot of love everywhere he went all season long. Not even the last time he played somewhere, right? It was like I remember the first time he played at the Garden; he got a farewell tour, and then we yeah. had to fucking do it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was sickening. Yeah, I know, I know.
1: I I do think Mello would get a lot of love from Not, you know, like all like over Wade? the place. I don't want to keep interrupting you, but like Wade. <sighs> I don't think I think it would be like a notch below Wade, but I still think it would be very, very close. The, like the, a lot of the arguments I saw on Twitter was like, well, is the farewell tour for the fans or is it for Melo? And it, does it really matter? Like, what's what's the big difference? There's a lot of like the semantics of that. Um, and then, yeah. And then I guess but that that's going to affect your argument because you arguing for that you want it. You want to have the chance to show your love for him. I mean, come on. You had how many years of him in the league to show that? And then, yeah, you want him to leave on top. And that's really the only way he's going to leave on top. I mean, if he, if his career ends like it did with the 10 games that he played in Houston and them basically just cutting him and nobody else in the entire league wanted to pick him up and then even in the offseason, nobody wanted to take a chance on him, he would have signed for a vet minimum. At this point, he's embarrassed. He just wants to play. This looks horrible for Melo. And you know, I'm I'm not going to say it's a stain on his career, but you know, the guy had a good career, a great career, and you know, and now this is how it's going to end. This is
0: how he's going to go out. You know, I feel a little bad for him in that sense. Listen, I think he has three options as far as if he were to come back to the NBA. I mean, this is a, uh, this is not going to happen. Be come back to the Knicks, right? That's one for a farewell tour or for the final last two weeks of the season or who the hell knows what I mean maybe at the end of the year the Knicks aren't playing for anything and Melo still isn't on a team and they're just like let's fucking sign Melo for the final two weeks of the season make the final two weeks mean something give it to the give back to the fans give back to Melo maybe change our whole culture and narrative in two weeks right put us back on the map a little bit as if the Knicks need to be put on the map in any way that's one option Right. Another one another one is that he somehow ends up with Brooklyn this season. And then I think the only other option besides those two is the Lakers. That's where LeBron. I see it. That's where I see it. If if I think if he's
1: gonna sign anywhere, it's gonna be with the Lakers. He didn't get to join LeBron in Miami back in twenty ten. I think this is his chance to kind of be on the super team that he never was a part of. Um but it's funny because if you remember back to last year, the Knicks had like a a farewell tribute video type of thing for him when he was just in the stands. They put together,
0: like, a whole thing for him. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think. I mean, was that the first time they've done that, or have they done that before? This I was, mean, like, do more for, than, like— They do that for any former big Nick that comes Yeah, back. I understand.
1: But, yeah, but I feel like usually it's, like, a cl- like one little clip of, like, a big moment in a game. I feel like this was, like, a big produced piece that they did for him, and, like, you know, it,
0: it got the whole garden— you know, to give him a standing ovation after it. I mean, it's hard to envision him on the Lakers because they're really going to be playing for a potential championship out there, right? Right. And if Melo comes back, is that going to get in the way? And this is my, this is yeah, why I, mean, I don't want a farewell tour with the Knicks. Is that? That's a good point. Is that it's just going to get in the way of an entire season if Melo? Do you really want to waste an entire? Like it's that's exactly I, if, what it is. I feel that's bad a, saying it, but it would yeah. be a waste of a fucking year. Like everyone would be, just be focused on Mello and his goodbye. The young kids wouldn't be getting the time they need or the attention. The games would be different. Right. Uh, the Knicks would be treated differently. Mello would be in at the end of the games. It would be a fucking circus. The Knicks were very
1: specific and calculated with their signings this year. And, you know, it wasn't about the glitz. It wasn't about the glamour. But it was about instilling some type of identity and something into this, this team to, to build on, to both bring up, you know, the young guys and continue to grow them, but also create some type of culture around this team. And you're absolutely right. A Carmelo signing would be getting in the way. You put it perfectly.
0: Right. So, yeah. Ex- thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to try and elaborate on it, but maybe I should just leave it like that. Barry. Yeah, that's it. You said it You said it well. <laughs> but there are some positives. There are a lot of people who do would like a Mellow farewell tour because it would be fun. And Mellow was very special to them. Well, that's all and, thing. Whether he joins a team in the West
1: or he joins a team in
0: the East, you're still going to get him back at the
1: Garden for a game. You know, so but Some Knicks it,
0: fans want him to do this farewell tour with the Knicks. Oh come on! So he's it's a, swapping jerseys with players all year. I who mean, gives,
1: who gives a shit who he does
0: it with? They, 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 you know why? Then who's that for? That's for him. Okay, ma- I don't know. Maybe it doesn't need to you? be with the Knicks. Maybe just fans want to see one some somehow. But yeah. no team is bringing Melo, who's never played with like no, maybe the Nuggets. I mean, uh, some team who's never had Melo on the team isn't going to bring him back for one year so he can use up their entire season. To I feel like say goodbye to the NBA. Like I know, that's I not feel like fucking if happening. If he
1: was going to come back, I feel like a, one of the contenders last season would have picked him up. You know, for the end of the season to kind of, you know, fill a hole or put in some minutes just to get him some playing time at the end of last year. But you're right for some for a team to sign him now. I think you're right. I think it's going to get in the way of just about any team because
0: you're right. What's the point? Yeah. The only argument I think you can make for the Knicks is that if if you believe their culture and the negativity is so bad around them. The only positive I could see in bringing Mello back for some sort of farewell tour is in those final couple weeks, like I said. And you're just trying to, you know, get back in the good graces of players and you think that might go a long way. Dolan wants to repair his image, whatever the fuck it is. That's the only way I could possibly see it, but I can't see it for a whole year. Right. You don't want to look back on this season, and this is the season where Mello said farewell to the NBA. You want this to be year one or year two of this rebuild. Right. Right. You want it to be the year of R.J. Barrett and Iggy Brozdakis fucking playing bongos on his girlfriend's bum. Did you see that video? No. There's an Instagram video of Iggy. Uh, Did I just say Izzy Brozdakis? I don't know. I don't know. Of Iggy Brozdakis. Like in the fuck, fo- like some exotic location, right? Like under, like a, a hut. It looks like one of those like honeymoon places where you get the private hut, right? With the water, you know. And his girlfriend is front and center on the screen, like blowing kisses to the the phone or something. And in the background, Brazdeck is with sunglasses on, playing it real cool, playing the bongos on her on her butt. <laughs> you really did not see this, no. It is great. I will check it out as soon as we're done. Did you see that uh, Frank Nilekina is back on the court with Team France for a friendly versus Team Turkey? I saw the other day some highlights of
1: him playing playing oh, some type of game. He played the other day for the first time? Uh, well, I don't know if it was a real game.
0: It was like a scrimmage. Why? Was this a real game today? This was a real game versus Turkey. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. How'd it go for him?
0: Well, his stats weren't great, but I heard he was very effective. <laughs> is that So...
1: That that was that, that's his whole mo. All the I'll time. be honest, like I The didn't stats watch. aren't great, but he was effective. He was changing things on defense.
0: He had, like two points, six assists, and uh, yeah, I, I saw some tweet <laughs> that he was affecting both ends of the floor. Wow. <laughs> so let's see. I'm gonna ask Eisman. Let's see if this Eisman Frank watched stands. the watch the game. All right, we'll ask him. Put on him. I don't. Have to, I can't watch. T- am I really gonna watch Team France take on Team Turkey? On some live stream while I'm working, just to watch Frank Nilakina score. You two shouldn't, points. but but you're right. Eisman should, right? I, Eisman isn't it should. Eisman's job? If he, even though
1: he covers the Knicks and Ntilikina is the, like the only Nick that's actually playing in a meaningful game right now, right? Why not ask a guy whose job it is to do shit like that? Now, what if he didn't see the game? Is he not doing his job, or does he take this time off? You know what?
0: Let's 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 grill him on it okay. a little bit. If he didn't watch it, all right? All right. Okay. Now let's see if we can get Skype to work to bring in Eisman, because you know we struggle with this. All right, Barry, we got him back. On the phone, Knicks beat writer for the record and NorthJersey.com, Chris Eisman. Chris, what's going on?
2: Not too much. How about you guys?
0: Not too much. Are are you still a Knicks beat writer, or now are are you a Knicks slash Nets beat writer?
2: Uh, As far as I know, I'm still a Knicks writer, so we'll see if that changes. I'm sure I'll be doing some Nets at times, but... um... I'll still be. My primary focus is still the Knicks.
0: All right, it's been a while since we've spoken. Last time we spoke, Kevin Durant was healthy.
2: Yeah, the world was a very different place.
0: (laughs) The world was a very different place. We were convinced he was coming to the Knicks. (laughs) Now, the last thing I want to talk about is the Brooklyn Nets. But actually, Barry and I were just discussing how neither of us had time or were really that interested in watching Frank Nilikina play today with Team France against Turkey. And we're kind of hoping you you did, since it's pretty much your job to cover the
2: Knicks. So. Yeah, no, I didn't watch that. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm on vacation anyway, and uh, I was not around today to watch that. So, And that was Are, not, not high on the list of okay. things that I felt like doing.
0: Are you nervous at all that you might have missed something great from Frank?
2: <laughs> I, I'm really, um, you know, I figured that if he did something great, I'll hear about it another way, and I'll look into it.
0: Okay. And have you heard, have you heard anything, anything positive? I have
2: not heard anything. So I think we're good.
0: (laughs) All right. So aside from his game
1: today, Chris, we, we did hear over and over towards the end of last year and the beginning of this summer that the Knicks were shopping Frank around. Mm -hmm. Is he still on the, on the uh, trading block?
2: Yeah. I mean, look, I think if they got a, a, a good offer for him, I think that they would certainly take it. Um, yeah, absolutely. I would think that they would listen to, to, you know, what teams have to offer. Last year didn't help his cause or their cause to try and get what they wanted, um, given the injuries and the, you know, kind of underwhelming performances when he did play.
1: Frankly, if anybody's giving him, giving the Knicks, like, some amazing offer, they're delusional. Yeah.
2: And it's, it's not mean, because you know, I
1: don't think Milliken has nothing <laughs> to offer. It's just he hasn't shown it. He
0: hasn't proven exactly. it. So, I
2: mean, he's at its t- lowest value. Yeah, I mean, if you're a GM, like, what are you really gonna offer at this point? You feel comfortable offering? So, I think in the for the Knicks, unless they get like, like I said, unless they get a really, really good offer, then they're gonna have to hold on to him and kind of try and see if they can build up his value um, next season, and then try and go through this whole song and dance again.
0: Do you think that with them signing Alfred Payton and still having DSJ, that Frank is gonna get enough minutes? to build up that value or even get a, a a legitimate chance to be on this team long-term?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, you know, that, that's the big challenge for David Fizdale this year is to try and figure all this out. It's not going to be easy. Um, I'll be honest. like, I, I know that, you know, I, I don't know how much Peyton and, and D'Sha are going to hinder Frank because I don't think that they see Frank as a point guard at this point. And they have a lot of shooting guards. I mean, you've got Trier, obviously Barrett now. You have Trier, you have Dodson. Um, you have some wings there. So with all that being said, like I don't really know how Fisdale is going to get Frank time.
0: It seems like they have a lot of everything. They have right? a lot of
2: everything. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know where Frank fits into that whole, just that whole s- system. I, I don't really know where that, where his minutes are going to come from.
1: Yeah. And because Frank Nilekina grows like three inches every six months, he's probably up to like what, what, seven one now. now. They, right. They, exactly. They so they yeah. can literally yeah. plug him in anywhere. They, they have put a on
2: 45 pounds of muscle. That's
1: right. So, all right. So, Chris, it it seems that DSJ is going to get the starting point guard position. Um, Have you seen or heard anything that might lead you to believe that that won't be his job?
2: I have heard that they're going to give Alfred Payton a a legitimate shot to win the job. I don't think that it's necessarily uh, Dennis Smith's job um, right out the gate. I think that if Payton has a really good uh, preseason um, and and Smith – you know, can, kind of doesn't make the jump that they're hoping for, um, then I think that that job could go to Peyton. I think that they still think that they can kind of turn Peyton into a better and more consistent three-point shooter. Um, and if they can kind of unleash that part of his game, then that would certainly help, help them. Um, but, you know, that Smith is working on his jump shot, so we'll see what that does. But I, I don't think – I certainly am not necessarily pegging uh, DSJ as the starting point guard at this point. Okay.
0: Speaking of starters, Chris, would you peg, is there anyone that you would peg as a definite starter on this team?
2: Good question. Julius Randle. I think he's going to start at power forward. Um, And I think, I I mean, at this point, like, I'm I'm less confident of this, but I'm still very confident that Mitchell Robinson will start. Um, But other than those two guys, I think that it's kind of those jobs are up for grabs.
0: Why are you less confident about Mitchell?
2: Um, just because I, you know, given the, how long he was on, you know, not a starter last season, I it wouldn't totally shock me if they didn't necessarily give him that job right away. But I'm, like I said, I'm still very confident, but I'm not as confident as Julius Randall starting at the four. Yeah. They got, they got to take the training wheels off. Of I Robbins. think so too. I think that, I think so too. Um, and I think that's why they're going to do it. But like I said, I mean, who knows, you know, maybe if Bobby Porter's blows him away in preseason, could I see him starting? Yeah. Um, you Know, but I certainly think it's going to be Mitchell's job.
0: So, one of the latest signings this free agency was Marcus Morris. Do, do you see him starting?
2: It's certainly possible. If Knox, you know, doesn't have a great preseason, then it's certainly possible that he could start all these guys. That's the thing. Like, like I said, at, at the four and five, I think they're pretty much set, but at the other three spots, I, I, I think that all those jobs are up for grabs. And I would put Morris at the three in that scenario,
0: Morris at the three julius at the four and robinson at the five yeah besides julius randall chris who do you think of the knicks free agent signings from this offseason has the best chance to stick with the knicks long term and be a part moving forward <laughs> it's a good question Craig, chris isn't chris is not a fortune teller Greg, <laughs> thanks barry by the way chris barry is no longer working out of his bathroom so nah. he's got this whole new attitude Oh, that's good. I see I've, been, that. I've been I've been I've <laughs> been let out of the cage. Feels like a normal person.
2: Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the world. Uh, I guess I would say Morris. At this point, though, it's I, I, beyond Randall. I'm not sure if any of them have a chance to stay. Like, what, what's your definition of long term? <laughs> well, like
0: you know, we, we had we had a lot of pieces, young pieces last year who aren't on the team again this year. It was sort of one and done, right? Right. I'm just wondering if any of these guys the Knicks signed are they do they really envision them as part of the future or are they just rentals or they you know do they want them to perform and then ship them at the trade deadline or the Knicks hoping that any of them like truly do stick around whether it's Portis, Payton
2: I think that absolutely they want to see if any of these guys can become solid contributors that they can kind of like you said hold on to in the future Um, but beyond Randall, like, I'm not sure I would say any of them necessarily have any better of a shot than anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you could say of those five guys, aside from Randall, that any of them are going to be here for on and on. I mean, I think that if they play well and they get a reasonable offer for them at the deadline, I could see them making a move. If they play well, I could see them holding on to some of these guys. Or you know, however many of them play well, and see what happens in the future. But I don't think that you could, at this point they're going into it saying, okay, here's what we're going to do with this guy if he plays well. Here's what we're going to do with this guy. I think they're just kind of trying to see what they can offer, um, and then kind of reevaluating everything in a year. That's why they do these short. They, they did these, are part of the reason why they did these short-term deals It's just to kind of reevaluate, maintain that flexibility, and see what they have at the end of next season.
0: That is, that that is their plan B essentially. After not getting Kyrie and or KD was to just stay flexible. Like you said, take a flyer on some of these younger players with a lot of potential, not necessarily, they're not necessarily trying to form their team with all, and they think this is the perfect combination of guys. They're just trying to get in as much talent as possible right now. Right? Exactly.
2: Yeah. And, and also, you know, knowing what they, I know what they wanted. They wanted shooters. They wanted good defensive players. Um, they wanted guys who kind of helped develop the young kids and, they also wanted guys with some toughness and an edge, and they did that with this, with the signings that they made. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're kind of – this is all part of that development process, and we'll see where they are in a year.
1: Chris, when does the NBA schedule come out?
2: I have heard Friday. Okay. I've heard Friday.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, obviously I saw the list of the – you know, some of the games that they leaked out already. Yeah. I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see the, the full schedule, schedule. and, and so you know, no, no
0: Christmas
2: ga- no Christmas, Christmas Day, Day game for
0: the Knicks year. this year. No Christmas Day game. All right, you know how I'm re- you know how relieved I am about that, because <laughs> all you hear about when the Knicks end up on Christmas Day is all the other fans bitching about that.
1: Well, that and how much like of a shit family person you feel like if your family celebrates Christmas and you want to watch the Knicks. I remember I was driving to Boston. I think I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. I was driving to Boston. And I had to. I had the whole family in the car, and I said, L- "Look, we're listening to the Knicks game right now."
0: Is that, is that, is that, Chris, is that, isn't that horrible that Barry did that to his family? And right now, you're going to, you're going to throw shade on me for that. Well, in addition to that, Chris, right now, Barry, he's in a new house and he's refinishing the floors in the house and he's forcing his family family. to sleep in the house with all the chemicals every
2: night. Oh man. Is that true?
0: When you combine those two (laughs) stories, Barry, it doesn't look good for you. I have hey, a little
2: concerned. This is, if, this it, concern.
1: if, it, if it was that bad, they could sleep in the basement. They could <laughs> right. they could camp out outside in the backyard.
0: I'm not forcing anybody <laughs> to do anything. Okay. Chris, is there any chance that that poor Zingas return game on November 14th that was leaked out, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that that the Knicks are celebrating Lithuanian heritage that night um, just, <laughs> just to, to get, get back at Kristaps uh, and uh, Stapps 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 in Latvia? Anything is possible, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, we have some t- Twitter questions Hoping hope you okay. can answer. Tommy J. Cott, he thinks you're a fortune teller. He would like to know, can DSJ have a D-low-like breakout year this season?
2: Yeah, I mean, how, yeah. Can he? I mean, yeah, I guess. You know, I mean, if he actually does improve his jumper. And, um, I mean, look, he's got a lot of room to grow. Um, he's got the athleticism. You know, we know he can be, you know, he can rack up assists. Can his defense get better? Can his shooting get better? Um, all that will play into it. You know, I think he's got a lot more potential than what he's shown. Obviously, things didn't go well last year with Dallas. And, um, you know, he didn't, you know, he played okay at times when they, he came over the Knicks. Does he have potential for a breakout? Sure. Whether or not he reaches it, we'll see. But I am not a fortune teller. I don't know.
0: All right, maybe you'll know this. This is, not, this is looking back towards the past a little bit. Okay. Were the Knicks in on any of these potential Deals this off season of of trading for bad contracts in exchange for future first round picks like Mo Harkless, um, Iguodala.
2: Yeah, I don't think that they were interested in taking on bad contracts. I don't think that that's the route that they wanted to go. Even if they were, um, yeah, I just don't. I, I don't think that that's the direction that they wanted to take. With the Is that because the they
0: head just head. felt they had enough? They had yeah, enough p- future picks.
2: Well, I think, look, I think any team would be, um, you know, wise to acquire as many as possible. But I, I don't think that they I think that they wanted to actually like they want to improve this year. They don't want to be the worst team in basketball anymore. And taking on bad contracts, there's a reason why it's a bad contract. Right. So if you're trying to build and you're trying to win, you can't have these kids be developing in a losing atmosphere year after year after year you go 1765 and then what you you have to get better you have to actually start to show them how to win and if you're taking on bad contracts and you know look Iguodala I think he could have helped them um but I don't think that that's the direction that they wanted to go clearly it wasn't
0: Eisman's all fired up that's a great response to all these people asking that question. right so Chris one last thing Barry and I talked about this earlier is there any chance of any sort of mellow farewell tour on the Knicks, whether it's a week, two weeks, uh, one game? Any chance Mellow resigns with the Knicks this year to say goodbye? Or, or what do you think is going to happen with him?
2: Well, they, they floated, I think it was Shams' story, that they floated him signing like just a, a one-day contract to retire as a Nick. I mean, are you saying that he's going to like, you know, there's nowhere on the roster for him to go?
0: To suit up, suit up one last time. A lot of fans want it. I don't.
2: I guess it's out. It's always possible, but I don't necessarily see that happening.
0: But you haven't heard anything?
2: I have not heard anything, no.
0: All right, Chris. Is there anything you'd like to say to Barry for his new space here? <laughs> Take care of your family. Family first, right, Chris?
2: Please get them, family first, but please get them out of the house if things get too bad. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on, Chris.
2: Yeah, anytime, guys. Thank you.
0: All right. Have a good night. You too. All right, Chris, as good as always, Barry. Yes. And he agrees with me him. that you are, you know, putting your family in harm's way, which is not nice. <laughs> and you're just down there sipping on your fucking whiskey, talking about the Knicks and everyone upstairs. We don't even this, know. They could they're be. Ch- they're, they're choking on fumes. They're choking on fumes. <laughs> are they going to be okay when you get up there? We don't know. Do you want to oh, go check on them right now? Dude, they're fine. They're Have fine. you heard any bodies hitting the floor up there? <laughs> <laughs> Some thumps rolling out of the bed.
1: Hmm, it's awfully quiet upstairs. <laughs> They're sleeping. They're good. Um, What did I want to say? This is what I wanted to say. We need positivity, right? We're always looking for positivity with the Knicks. People continue to shit on their offseason, right? And I realized that last year, it was obvious they were a shitty team. But there were no leaders on this team. And nobody with a ton of experience that was going to shine down on everybody else nobody was going to lead this. L- listen to their roster basically how they ended up on, on their roster you you stop me if i say the name of somebody that you see was a leader for this team Kadim allen damian dotson henry ellenson mario hisonia john jenkins luke cornett Kevin Knox.
0: Your face is so pained saying all these names.
1: Because you run down the list: Emmanuel Mudiay, Frank Nilakina, Mitchell Robinson in his rookie year, Alonzo Trier, Noah Vonley. None of these; these are all guys that were on their roster ending the season. They're 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 babies. They're young guys. There's no the only leadership. The only leader that came. Uh, were you gonna say him? I was gonna say DeAndre Jordan. Right. Yeah, but he's not a Nick. Right he was now not under not a... con- But he was not under contract. I mean yeah did he come over in a trade in his final year yes but there was no future he was not staying on this team and maybe if he resigned yes he could step into that leadership role was it good to have him there for a couple of months to, yeah to, but he was the only he was the
0: only thing last season that had any sort of leadership exactly right? and you know Ennis and it Kanter, was great when he was and his
1: Cantor who was there for most of the
0: year and he's a fucking
1: bitch is right? a bitch and, he, and he's not and he's not he's not a leader
0: you know, he, he said a lot of nice things. You can't but, lead by but, saying the dumbest shit ever and making mistake well, after mistake. That and then pouting and then, about pouting, and then right, bitch pouting. about minutes. Exactly.
1: Yep. Exactly. He could have been a leader if he if he cheerleaded a little bit from the sideline instead of bitching. Exactly. So but where are you going si- with this? Barry? So where I'm going with this Fucking is let's this. Let's go. <laughs> Julius Randall five years in this league in the last three or four years you know has only been upping his numbers he's freaking knocking on the door of the all-star game Taj Gibson
0: okay so Julius
1: Randle maybe
0: a leader next
1: okay Taj Gibson look at his fucking you know how many years he had in the league look at his veteran leadership you know I didn't say Lance Thomas before there there's your leader but what is he showing you on the court is what I'm getting at you know but you got Julius Randle Taj Gibson Marcus Morris Reggie Bullock even You know, Wayne Ellington, guys that have been in the league. I'm just saying that this team is going to be different. And I love that we still have all that youth, but at least we're filtering in some big guys. Like Eisman said, you know, before, you know, they they, they, they don't want to be that 17-65 win team. They want to take steps forward. They want to improve. And I think what they're doing, as slow
0: of a step and process it may be, it's the right moves that they're making. No, you're right. That is a. I never really looked at it that way. That is a big difference between the players that they signed this year, on these short deals, and the players they signed last year on the short deals. You're right. There's a, a marked difference in character of these guys. I could totally see Marcus Morris becoming a huge leader for them. Yeah. And potentially Julius Randle, potentially Taj Gibson. I don't. I just don't know. What kind? I really don't know enough about Taj Gibson to say whether or not he's going to be a leader. I've heard that Wayne Ellington is a leader kind of player. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You go down the list. All these guys are potential leaders. Last year, we fucking didn't have anybody. <laughs> no. We told DeAndre Jordan for the past last couple months of the season. And I remember saying when DeAndre was on the team how nice it was that you had this guy who was playing and talking smack out there and excited and not acting like he was on a 17-win team. Right. He was acting like he was on a playoff team. That, While yeah. our other guys are walking around with their heads down and shoulders slumped, you know, and then he comes in and it's a, a breath of fresh air. And maybe that's what these – this might be an influx of a ton of guys like that. And that would be fucking great because just one DeAndre Jordan made a big impact as far as I was concerned last year. So that was a great positive – what would you call that? Um, I don't know what that. That was like – like, remember when we used to do Barry's Corner or something? No. We did like a – we were going to. We maybe did one where you, you just went off for like a minute about something, remember? Oh, okay,
1: yeah. That's okay, what that so was. This, that, that's what that was. Episode one, boom.
0: <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. Season three is underway. And I hope you guys appreciate there were no ads this episode. Whoa, oh shit. Why Are we supposed that? to have one? <laughs> yeah, I think we have to do the my book. Stop the music. Barry, read the My Bookie ad really uh, fast. Everybody's favorite part. Can you do it as fast as possible? Let's see. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just go. It's hard to believe, football is almost back. The NFL preseason kicks
1: off with the Hall of Fame game August 1st, and soon we'll have regular season NFL college football. That means it's time to make an account of the best online sports book, no demand. That's right, I'm talking about MyBookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get in on the action and trust the company that's been in business for years, MyBookie is the place for you. With an easy, no-hassle mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport and prop imaginable, MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. Maybe you think Drew Brees and the Saints get the revenge for the terrible blown call in last year's NFC Championship. Or maybe you think Tom Brady and the Patriots win an unbelievable 7th Super Bowl. Why not make your money... When your prediction comes true. Oh, I got to (laughs) breathe. And if you deposit today, MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. If you put in $100, they'll give you $50. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $500. It's that easy. Football weekends are the best, but they're even more thrilling when every touchdown can win you more money. So go to MyBookie.ag and sign up today with promo code LIFE. At MyBookie, you play, you win,
0: you get paid. Boom. That's going to do it for the show, guys. You can reach out to us. It's a life at gmail.com. Barry, I have a great idea moving forward. We're going to time you on these and see if you can beat yourself every week. <laughs> I think that would be fun. <laughs> My bookie will love that. Guys, you can call us at 516. Give it to us, Barry. <laughs> Thank you. 516-33-MESH-1. That's 516-336-3741. And I'm in the process of putting together a, uh, just refreshing the open with some new voices of callers at the top. You guys want to be in on that? Call that number. Say your name, where you're from, how long you've been a Knicks fan, and give us the It's a Hard Knicks Life in as miserable of a way as you can say it. Or as cool (laughs) of a way. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And uh, if you like the show, what can they do, Barry, if they like the show? They can go to iTunes, search It's a Hard Knicks
1: Life podcast. That may be where you are listening to this podcast right now. And leave a five-star review and write a little
0: something. It could be a sentence. Whatever. If you like the show. Just say it was the greatest Knicks podcast ever. That's it. Right, Barry? That's all you got to write. That's it. You just got to state the fucking facts. That's right. And, and and we miss you guys. It's been two weeks since our last one, you know. Yeah, we would like to hear the voices. Yeah. If you're a big listener of the show, leave. We already asked for the review. We begged for the fucking review. They're going <laughs> to give it to us. <laughs> I was, now I'm going back to calling for the open. Call in, say your name, get in the new open. I want to hear everybody. I'd like some ladies, some men, some Australians, some Brits. Some fucking guys from California, New from Jersey, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, wherever the fuck you listen to this show. I want you in that open. All right, Barry, and one last thing. so yeah. people have wanted to challenge the It's a Hard Knicks game champion. Oh, yes. So if you want to do that, reach out to us. Make it happen. Make it happen. We'll bring that back. We'll have a challenger for a DJ Smoothie. Right? Yeah, you just threw me off by saying his name. because I was like, oh, wow. his name really was DJ Smoothie. All right, Barry. From my office to your office, it is a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.